Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business for this week. I'm pleased to be bringing back to the show Gavin Preston. Now, God, it feels like weeks ago that he and I recorded an episode which was called Planning for 2020, Planning for a New Decade. Um, And God, so much has happened. So much has happened in the last few weeks that any plans that you may have had for this year have probably changed. So just to remind you, Gavin is similar to me. You know, he's a business investor, growth and turnaround specialist, business strategist, podcaster, speaker, author, works with entrepreneurs and business leaders on scale up, you know, getting value from businesses. And as I said, he and I have got a very similar philosophy. So I wanted to get him back on the show today because as things are changing because of COVID-19, he has created a number of different tips and strategies, which is titled quite neatly, Keeping Your Boat Afloat <laughs> During COVID-19. And listen, I'm, I'm talking a lot about this right now as well. I'm talking about, you know, cash flow, how important that is, how you should still be thinking about the long term, even though right now in the short term, it's difficult to do that uh, and a heap of different stuff. But he's he's kind of turned this more into a system. So um, I thought what I'll do is let's get him back on Scale Up Your Business. Let's talk about it. It's more practical and certainly more tactical tips that you can literally take away um, today, tomorrow, apply to your business. So we're going to get into that today. So listen, welcome to the show, Gavin. Before I do that, just another shout out that my um, Survive and Thrive Masterclass is coming at the end of the month. Um, if you'd like to participate in that, then there is a link in the show notes. Just give us your details. As I said, there's a small charge for the event uh, and we're going to donate the profits to charity, just our way of giving back. But um, I'm going to go into my own take. Um, probably some of the stuff that we cover during the podcast today is going to be part of that as well. But if you're struggling in your business and you want some help, then please consider if that is the right fit for you. There we are. Welcome to Scale Up Your Business again for the second time, Gavin Preston. Hi, everyone. It's Nick here. And today we have a special episode of Scale Up Your Business because it's a joint one again with Gavin Preston. Gavin, welcome to Scale Up Your Business. Thank you, Nick. Great to be back. Yeah, so um, we did a joint podcast uh, towards the beginning of the year, actually, which was all around 2020 planning. We did. And as we record this now, we probably say to people, we can throw a lot of that away because <laughs> 2020 hasn't really turned out to be a typical year, has it? Uh, it certainly has not. And uh, I think uh, many people's plans for 2020, they're probably grieving the loss of those right now. Yeah. So as we record this, um, we are kind of in the middle of coronavirus. And, um, you know, we were just talking actually before we started recording the number of our clients that are reaching out now in different states, actually. So you've got some who are like, what the hell do I do? Huge amounts of fear, not enough cash in their business to survive maybe six months, three months even. And then we've got other clients who are, you know, their business models 
like it, you know, luck or chance, um, are absolutely ready for now because people yes. are working from home, you know, they're, they're looking to do different things. So it's a strange time. And I think um, first thing really is we appreciate, you know, all of our listeners are probably going through some challenges in different ways. And, you know, as I always say on Scaly Business, you know, always here to help you through these challenges as well. So reach out you have any specific things that you need right now and i think one of the beauty of the the work that we both do is that we're in contact with a lot of different businesses and so we're really close to that um operational strategic journey that they're going through but also the emotional journey that people are going through right now yeah and the emotional thing is really hard i mean um and i'm sure we'll touch on mindset and managing emotions on today's conversation because it's such a critical thing um but but people get in their heads and you know i say a lot of the time you know have a have a sort of news amnesty you know if you want to read the news just because you should be keeping up with you know what the government's saying in your in your country then certainly do that maybe once a day but don't get stuck reading all of the news because half the time it's not really true and half the time it's there to sell papers or you know build audiences and it can just really push you into a place where you don't be so now more than ever we need to guard the door to our minds and making very you know being very careful about what we allow in now is actually the time when we should be um, making sure that we're consuming positive stuff, that we should be using this opportunity to to reflect, to learn, to think, um, and also use this opportunity for silence and reflection and meditation, which I know is something that you're very passionate about. Yeah, and, and to build on that as well, I mean, as we record this, um, people are kind of quarantined, loosely quarantined. You're, you're advised in the UK at the moment to kind of go and get food, do a bit of exercise and otherwise lock your doors, which is just a strange thing. But I'm seeing some positivity around this. First and foremost, I'm spending more time with my family, just being present and being consciously present because I, I feel I have to be a leader for them because they're going through some emotional challenges, as, as you know, particularly my young kids. Um, I'm also seeing um, the community step up a bit. I and mean, we live in a little village. We, we, we did something funny. I'll share this with you, Gavin. We did something funny the other day. So my girls um, got out some, um, some chalk. And we have a terrace house right in the front yeah. of the um, of the street, and they drew a hopscotch um, in sort of multiple colours. I love that. And then they got like a little rock, and they put it on our step, and they sort of you know put a, it was really colourful. They put posters up with smiley faces and rainbows oh, and stuff, it. and they put a sign there saying, "Listen, we love you all. If you want to kind of have a bit of fun, please play hopscotch as you walk past our house." Oh, fantastic! And so it's funny because like you know I'm working in the office downstairs, and every now, so often you'll see some people going past with their kids, and they play hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small smile thing. It's a small thing, but you know what? Yeah. In times like this, sometimes you've got to you've got to hang on to those small things just to to help you have a smile and get through it. Oh, you do indeed. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I had um, I shared a little story, a bit of an aha. So I think we yes, we're in position of leadership, position of influence, helping other businesses owners go through this, but we're also human beings going through our own emotional journey. And, you know, that emotional journey, some are likening it to the journey through that, the, the, the grief or the bereavement or the change curve, whichever title you're used to it. And, and at times, um, I am engaging with clients that are in denial or anger and blame, and some down in the bottom of that curve um, being sort of ambivalent or even depressed. Few have yet in, uh, fully got out to that point of acceptance and then hope. Um, but one of the things that I found personally, and I know some of my clients have found really challenging, is um, the unknown about the duration, the duration of lockdown here in the UK and the duration of, and then the knock-on effect. And are they going to kind of open the doors for us to go out and then suddenly usher us back in again? 
I put this to my subconscious and I, I kind of woke up with a dream this, this very morning, actually. And it, I, the vision I got was when I was sailing across the Atlantic, um, which I did uh, back in 99, uh, 250 boats on an event called the Ark, the Atlantic Rally for Cruisers. And I was on a 41-foot boat. And when you open the chart, the map of the, of the Atlantic, and you look where we started off in uh, Gran Canaria, Las Palmas and Gran Canaria, and we were going across to St. Lucia in the Caribbean, it was a huge piece of paper and a massive distance on, on the big scale, small scale chart, sorry. Um, it, you met, felt that you were incrementally making little impact on that journey each day. So what we did was we folded the chart into sections and folded it over. And so we were only focusing on a smaller section. So the course was still the same. The distance, sorry, the destination was still the same. It was still Rodney Bay in St. Lucia in the Caribbean. But each day we could see progress across a smaller piece of the chart because that was the only thing that we had visible because we'd folded it in such a way. And, and I woke up to this this morning and, and I just thought that metaphor is absolutely apt for me is instead of looking like where on earth is the end point to this is like, is that small piece of the chart just this week? And what am I doing this week? And what am I kind of get my clients to do this week that are going to help me hit the end destination? It's a nice, it's a nice way of looking at it. I, I, I often say, you know, nudge or make progress, right? You know, people kind of get, you know, too far ahead of themselves, particularly in business, right? And and so one of the things I think that's really hit people this last few weeks is the idea of having some predictable pathway where they can see in the future, they have a business plan or they have a vision even a few years out. All of that doesn't really exist right now. It's kind of still there, right? If you yeah. kind of get yeah. your mind right, yeah. but people can't see it because this massive yeah. block so all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, what do I do? What do I do? And I say, just make daily progress. You know, if, mm, if you want totally. to take a bit more time, you know, I, I often say one of my things is slow down to speed up, right? It's a Navy SEAL thing, but it's a really powerful um, insight. Um, just slow down, you know, you know, think about what you can do, move things forward. And there are some things, and we'll get into it today, that you should be doing and you can do, even though you may not see that predictability or that pathway that you had a few weeks ago. Yeah, completely agree. So mindset, well, we've we started to talk about one of the points in um, in the PDF I've wrote, Keep Your Vote Afloat, um, Business Survival Guide for COVID-19 Times. And actually, point eight of eight is, is importance around mindset. And we've talked about keeping guard to the door of your mind, about time to think and reflect. And, and important, be aware of your consumption of the news and some of the commentary that goes on on social media feeds. Yeah. Um, are you are you finding any other things that you that are working well for yourself or your clients around the mindset piece so that people kind of keep their heads while others are losing theirs? Yeah, I'm sort of saying double down on your personal development um, or yes. and or your routine. So that doesn't mean be crazy about it, but at the same time, um, it was funny. I was having a conversation with my coach the other day, and he said to me. His question was, what's the number one risk to your businesses today, right? And I went, cash flow, you know, making sure that we've got enough cash. Some businesses, I've got a few different businesses, right? Some are doing better than others, but, you know, they're all not where they need to be right now. And he said, no, no, no. He said, think again. And I'm like, right, I hate, I hate it when people do this. But this is why he's my coach. And he said, the number one risk to your business is you not taking care of yourself and getting exhausted. Whoa. I was like, what? He's right. You know, he's right because remember overwhelm and, and, you know, back to mindset, you know, not, not doing the things like meditating, going for a walk, going for a run, eating well, sleeping, 
drinking enough water throughout the day. These are the sort of things that people forget sometimes when they're in this state of um, chaos or fear of uncertainty. He's 100% right. I need to focus there because if I focus there, then I'll have the energy and I'll probably have the space, the clarity to be able to come up with the right strategies, both for my businesses and for my clients. So, so I, I sort of, I, my advice to people is, you know, the things that really matter now around survival is, is partly about how you look after yourself and how you look after yourself is going to give you the energy to be able to do the stuff that you need to do to get through this. Completely. And I think it gives us an opportunity to, to really reflect and take, uh, take stock about how we're showing up and how we, how, and I think, you know, there's opportunities. You mentioned two things there, sleep and hydration. Um, without that early caffeine fueled commute that is the part of so many people's lives, actually there is a bit more opportunity for um, a good seven and a half, eight hours of sleep and to make sure that you were consuming enough water during the course of the day that may otherwise not have been in play. Yeah, exactly. And people don't understand that, you know, how important these bits are because, you know, sometimes you kind of, when you've got um, other things, let's say you haven't got the same level of stress on your mind that everyone has got now, then you kind of think, oh, I can relax on those things. But but back to mindset. Mindset isn't just sitting in a room and meditating for like, you know, five hours. <laughs> let's be really clear. You know, if you do that, you're going to have a business that fails no matter what, right? It's about giving yourself the clarity, the presence, the focus to be able to know what to do and then take action. Yeah. So so for me, that's what people should be doing now. And the, the other thing that's interesting um. I was playing around with this concept um, the other day about, okay, so where, where do I want to be right now? And I was thinking about various questions and, and the three things that popped into my head were, who can I help? How can I help them? And then the last one was, how, who can help me? Yeah. You know, and the last one was a challenging one because I sometimes like to think, oh, I've got lots of answers. I know how to do lots of things. But actually, yeah. where, where do I need some help? So I think that's another thing that I, I suggest to people. Have to think about those questions because right now, Right now, it's about helping people as much as possible because, you know, they may not have the means to work with you in the way they did previously, you know, any of your clients, but this will pass. And so what you want to do is you want to build up that reserve um, where, you know, people are going to remember you through this time to, um, to be the, pe- the person who actually really tried to help and stepped up for them. Yeah, I think at the moment we need to be doing, and and I think many of us in in roles like we have are, are doing just that. They're being there for our our clients. We're over delivering in terms of being there support to help them to help them navigate that, and and also helping them to 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 stay calm. Um, and in addition to the things that you're suggesting around mindset, I'm finding humor is great. It is that I'm I'm. You know, it's great to boost the immune system as long as long with hydration and sleep. But it's also great as a, a kind of a release. So we're looking for like fun, fun sort of funny programs to watch with the kids, so that we all have a laugh together and it's a it's a bonding activity. And the other thing that we're doing for our mindset, I think I think so many people thrive on what they want to look forward to, and you know the children in particular. So um, we're planning a camping trip into the back garden when it gets a bit warmer, and and things uh-huh. like that. For we have exactly we have said exactly the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, there's been a lot yeah, of barbecuing for- this week as well. There's been a lot of kind of you know like it is summer, even though it's a bit cold outside. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of. Oh, a I, lot love of I love all that. I love all that. I think the the key the key the key lesson is you know, and, and obviously it's in kind of what we'll talk about in the rest of your kind of um, your playbook on this later today. But but you have to have you have to do something around mindset. You can't just kind of put it into a corner or into a drawer <laughs> and just hope because that's not going to help you. So you, I, often most people are talking about cash and cash strategies, and we'll talk about this, but we, both you and I have touched on something that I had a bit of an insight the other day, which is 
actually, almost like weirdly, this isn't about cash and your coach nailed it with you. And this, I think, yes, you've got to get the cash and we'll come on to that in a minute. You've got to get the cash sorted so you can survive to September, six month timeframe, you know, independent. And we've both been there with our thinking and, and our advice to our clients. But once you've got that survival cash piece sorted out, I think this now is is about being present. It's about family. It's about contribution. And I think it's about community. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. The community piece is, but that, that's one of the positives, I think. You know, I'm seeing more people help people now. Yeah. Um, and I think there's always, there's always something good in, in, in bad stuff, right? You know, if you find it. Sometimes it's hard to see it. Um, but in this, in this context, I think I'm seeing just, just people looking, like saying hello to each other. You know, and they walk past each other in the street. Now, obviously, with a two meter gap or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or more, but that just doesn't normally happen. You know, so yeah, I hope I hope once this does pass, some of these things because it's going to go for a while. We don't know how long it's going to go for a while, but I hope some of these people remember this and they go, you know what, we really did understand something that we'd forgotten maybe over the last you know previous years, decades, whatever. Totally, completely agree. So um, community is massive. So I know that you're building a community um, within the Scale Up Your Business group. So um, I'd just like you to talk a little bit about your community you're building and what you think is the power around community. Yeah. Um, so when I started Scale Up Your Business, which has now been been over a year now, probably coming up to 15 months um, once I launched the podcast, really, um, as a lot of my listeners know, it was about trying to help people. And it was partly to help myself because... Um, I was not living a life where I was contributing as much as I could to helping people. And I was therefore not feeling as fulfilled in my own career, really. Sure. So I wanted to be able to get some idea. Now, I didn't know where it would go. Um, but one of the things I had back then in terms of a vision for this was to have a place where anyone who's going through particularly the challenges of business scale-up, because scale-up is different to start-up and it's different to kind of, you know, once you get to the bigger, bigger empires, it's a really tough place, probably the hardest place. Um, but again, it depends on who you are as a person. But my view is people get lost most in scale-up. And the community part was just to kind of get, I, I, I can curate and I can bring stuff to people and I can get access to some really interesting, you know, conversations with people and stuff like that. But ultimately, it's people helping people. So Scale Your Business, the community that we've launched on Facebook and we're doing some more stuff around that is, is, is so I can be there, but I'm, I don't want to necessarily be there all the time. I want people to be able to help each other and then that compounds. And I think that sort of metaphor, if you like, is across everything, right? Because the more connected you are, um, and this has been a, um, something I found over recent years, the more connected I've been to others, the more opportunities have showed up as well. Yeah, agreed. I think this isn't just about a connection around a, a sort of Facebook community. I think um, every business owner out there has a fantastic network and who within your network can help somebody else with a particular problem. And I think we're going to see more, certainly the longer this goes on, more people helping each other and almost like a trading or bartering type economy where we're helping each other out rather than an exchange of cash. Yeah, I was talking to, um, we were talking about this before the recording, I was talking to Mike McCullowitz from Profit First on Monday night and he, he was explaining in New Jersey where he lives um, lots of small businesses collaborating exactly in that same way. So delivery businesses who can't deliver, you know, you know, things that they used to deliver, help working with kind of local takeaway places and delivering food and and just this kind of it's it's kind of grown really quickly, but but people are becoming more innovative with their thinking, um, yeah, more agile sure. with their thinking. Sure. Um, and working together and collaborating. And I love that. I love that apart about what's happening now. 
So um, cash is absolutely king. Uh, and what I would recommend anybody, uh, of course, do is to be looking to make sure that they are doing their cash flow planning and that they're focusing at least a weekly, if not more frequently than that, their cash in and cash out and the net cash, cash position um, up until, well, really September, but, but beyond that to the end of the year and start of the new year. And then start to be looking at where can you save costs? What uh, grants can you tap into? What loans can you tap into? Do you know, I think there's something that the messaging, certainly in the UK from a government level about, say, for example, the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme has been one thing, but the interpretation by the banks has been somewhat different in terms of the security they reply uh, are requiring. I actually think that we as business owners need to fight to push back when we're told that no, um, we need to you know put our homes on security, etc. Um, because I'm sure you're finding that there's a there's a lot of directors of limited companies are, are not able to participate in any of the support schemes. Yeah. And so I think there's two things around this. One is the fact you can't participate in any of the support things means you need to take personal responsibility for what you're doing in your business. Liberating, but it's you know it, it, it's something that we have to step up and do. And secondly, we can't accept no, and we fight for some you know you know for for some of that support. So some people, if if an authority figure says to you no, around you don't qualify for that. And one of my clients yesterday in the construction sector got told by their bank we're not supporting construction anymore. I said, well then you've got a very strong case for the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme and you've got to fight for that. Yeah, what are you recommending at the moment on this stuff, Gavin? Because, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm looking at this. I mean, it's first and foremost, I think the government has tried to do what they can do. So there are sure. some areas where it's been difficult to put a solution and the solution isn't great. There are others, other areas where it's worked. But I'm still trying to get my head around it all, to be honest, and I think the government is too. But what, do you, what, do you, what are the key things you're recommending to clients right now in terms of this specific thing? I think two stages for me. Find out what it is that you're eligible for and apply for it. And some of those applications processes are simple and some of them are absolutely, uh, you know, uh, drain the life force out of you how long it takes. The second thing is to recognise that we have to, and just touched on that, we have to take personal responsibility. So we can't just put our feet up and rely on a bailout because it's all going to be paid back at some stage and it, may, it won't happen or be in place from a cash position anywhere nearly as quick as they would like it to be. So we've got to be taking activities now to where we can limit cash outflow, engage with customers, engage with suppliers around spreading payments, um, and then look at how can you stimulate new revenue streams or stimulate revenue. Yeah, and, and I think there's, there's a couple of really strong points there. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's probably going to be unpopular, but I'm known for that. <laughs> so you know, what, what this has done is, is shined a light on um, businesses, if you like, that aren't really running well. Good point. Um, and you know, people don't like this, but you know, sometimes the truth sets you free. <laughs> so, yep. so I think the, the learning is, you know, if you if you're living off, you know, less than three months cash, in some cases less than a month's cash, you haven't really got a business um, that's sustainable or viable. So, you know, and I know that's a hard thing to say, but you shouldn't necessarily have to straight away as soon as there's a challenge like this. Obviously, this is a global challenge, and I get it's it's bigger than anything we've probably experienced in our lifetimes, but. If you have to run out and get cash, then that says something. Okay, so now I'm going to contradict myself deliberately. Um, that said, go out and get cash. <laughs> go out and get it anywhere you need to get it right now. Um, but take the lesson on that once this does subside and you've paid back that money, you need to think of your business a bit differently going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. Uh, look after employees is another point that I make, and I think that's really, really important. It's not only 
you need a business out the other side of this and you need a dedicated, capable, skilled team out the other side of this. And our behavior as employers, as leaders, um, as as suppliers, as customers in this moment in time will define us and will be remembered. Um, I also think we need to look after the mental health and well-being of our employees. So yes, carry on and retain their employment as, as, as much as you possibly can, not at the expense of the whole business, of course, but Carry on and keep on employing as many people as you can or use advantage of the furlough scheme in the UK. But then I think you need to, even if you're using tools like Zoom, you need to be showing up for daily huddles, for regular check-ins to lead with the emotional piece. How are you? How's things going? You know, how are you, how are you coping at home with it if you've got a young family, et cetera? Um, and, and just communicate more, be visible as a leader and making sure that you're looking after the mental health and, and well-being of your of your employees. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I was um, <clears throat> running a program last night with my accelerator, <clears throat> excuse me, accelerator group, and we were defining, actually, it was interesting because there's, there's a number of modules in that, but the module last night was leadership, which actually yeah. the event, which just happened to hit. And we, um, we were going through the definitions of leadership because I think where you're going here is kind of, I, I talk about leadership on a personal level, you know, and on a community level and obviously on a business level. There's a couple of different definitions. I'll go through some of them because it's quite interesting. We said last night that, Leadership isn't, has nothing to do with seniority or one's position in the hierarchy of a company. It's got nothing to do with titles. It's got nothing to do with personal attributes, which is a bit of a strange one. It's got, and leadership isn't management. And where we got to is we said that, um, this was the definition, which is leadership is a process of social influence, which maximizes the efforts of others towards the achievement of a goal. Great. Social influence is, you know, it's not about authority or power. It's about kind of how you can inspire. It's how you can show empathy. It's how you can genuinely care with authenticity. And I think right now, you know, in your business, outside your business, certainly with your employees, um, that level of leadership, that level of kind of, you know, I said being authentic, creating rapport, building trust, inspiring confidence, those characteristics are, are just paramount right now. Really, really important. Really. I love those definitions as well. Yeah. We also need to be looking at uh, ascertaining supply. So one of the points I'm making this um, keep your boat afloat um, guide, small business survival guide, is um, ascertain supply. You know, if if you are able still to get your raw materials, your ingredients, your parts that you required. Um, now some people are in complete lockdown and therefore shut down, and that's more difficult. But um, other businesses are, and you are actually seeing. You already mentioned about delivery. You know, you're now seeing in the UK the parcel firm DPD now providing delivery capability to Morrisons for for home shopping. So you're you're seeing a lot of freelancers from other areas of uh, other disciplines and professions going into, you know, getting jobs as delivery drivers to help out at this moment in time and to provide themselves some income. So I think the the opportunity to collaborate with even on competitors to be able to work out your and share stock holdings of raw materials and 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 ingredients etc so that you are able to be able to fulfill some supply yeah and that's a really good point and that comes back to the idea we talked about in terms of community but that collaboration and and, and i'm sure we'll get onto it as well um this idea of just thinking not thinking that your business model is what it what it has traditionally been and and this is where innovation or creativity becomes paramount right now. I love I love that's another positive of this, you know, because I don't think it's all negative. It's forcing people to do things that they probably should have been doing in their businesses, regardless of the environment. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, talking to customers is really really important. We need to be understanding the journey that that they're going through. 
uh, keeping close to them. And I think it's a big mistake that if your business is not actively trading because you can't get people to your factory or whatever to your place of work that it doesn't stop you engaging with key customers engaging with key suppliers seeing where your network can help each other out and just building those bonds because you're going to need to those bonds and those links will be to be necessary when we come out the other side of this yeah what are you advising people in terms of clients who let's let's say you've got a customer who can't pay you right now um, or how are you how are you recommending with your clients that they manage that situation? Um, one of two ways. Uh, one is either if they have got some ability, so try first for some kind of a payment plan, some kind of a payment schedule, so you'll spread it over three, six months, mm-hmm. or a payment holiday. Okay, well, let's just pause that for two months. Let's see where we are in another two months' time. So I've had that you know, personally with some of my client base, some of the smaller businesses where they no longer are able to trade, so we've just paused things for a couple of months, and we'll just review there. I think it's about doing the right thing. Um, one of the businesses I'm involved with a family business, which is a, a business center. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, a fabulous talent callers, and and the two ladies that run it were were in tears that they would not be able to. They they're in a PR for an events business. Their pipeline of work had just completely evaporated, and they were in tears that they would have to couldn't pay afford to pay the rent, and they were going to leave. And I says, absolutely no. You need to be freed up of this worry about that. You've got a payment holiday for three months. Just carry on building the community, doing good work, using that amazing network you are, uh, you have and add value. You know, the money stuff, we want you in the building. We want you contributing. And then we'll pick it up when we're out the other side. Yeah, no, it's good advice. And I think sometimes people are a little bit embarrassed to ask, um, be that holidays with rent or whatever. You've got, to, you've got to sort of, this is back to mindset a little bit. You've kind of got to get out of your head here and and do what it do what you need to do to survive because obviously survival is the first stage before you go into thriving you know so you've got to get that it's a bit like maslow's hierarchy of needs isn't it <laughs> for sure and, and and the other point to raise is that we are innately wired as a as a, as, a, as an animal species to survive so we may get all the fight flight stuff the rabbit in the headlight freeze and some people are struggling with this kind of uh, sentiment that many are sharing as this too will pass. And I believe it will, because that's not where they're at this moment in time. They are struggling with it and they're in the fight or the flight or the free, rabbit in the headlight freeze. And I think it's that, you know, whatever happens, um, you hopefully will be able to keep the roof over your head, be able to put food, you know, in the stomachs of your family our brain and our minds has got this amazing capacity to run the horror movie of it being a hundred times worse than it actually will. It's pretty bad, but it's probably never going to be as bad, nor has anything in your life been quite as bad as your your imagination, you know, playing out that horror movie led it to believe. And I think what we should redo is a instead of being a victim in, in, of the scenario and the movie that we're running in our heads is recast ourselves as the victor, as the champion of, of, of this challenge, of this thriller movie, and we're coming out the victor out the other side, of the, of the other end of this. And we're just being presented like every good Hollywood plot. We're just now being presented with one of our, our biggest challenges, an opportunity for us to rise, like rise above it. I love that. Yeah, that's good. And I think you're, this, this comes, it all comes back to mindset. I know we're going to touch, we touched on the beginning, but it kind of weaves its way through. It does. <laughs> <laughs> because you know exactly you know what, what's the whole i always say the henry ford thing you know um you know whether you say you can or you can't you're right so it's true yeah so um we've seen that people business owners out of necessity are adapting they're adapting their their offering 
Uh, I'm seeing uh, businesses that usually are really focused on operational growth and are taking stock to think about what can we do to use this space to to develop the teams, to develop their softer skills or their leadership skills, emotional intelligence, for example. Um, I'm seeing them, uh, businesses offering a slightly different service to meet a need or shifting and doing some stuff online. Um, what sort of pivots have you are you observing in your client base and across across the world? Yeah, um, similar, very similar. I think um, the businesses that are coping well with this, um, coping well in terms of their, their, their sort of asking the question, you know, how can I make the most of, of the opportunity as opposed to, you know, we can't, you know, we're not getting enough money coming in, we're not selling enough, um, are doing exactly that. They're, they're focusing a lot on their employees and making sure that their employees have got that support you don't want your good people to go through this, you know, if you can help that. So that's important. Um, massive amount of service to customers. So, you know, serve, serve, serve is kind of the mantra that, that's been sort of talked yep. with my clients and out there right now. Um, the, the point around innovation is an interesting one because I want to touch on that a little bit more because a few people have sort of come to me and said, you know, I've got a high ticket price service. You know, it's it's X, it's this, it's you know, it takes it's a big thing. You know, I don't have a small thing. You know, so therefore I'm in trouble. I can't do anything. And so the really the really kind of um, uh, progressive people that I've been speaking to are like, no, 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 we're, we're just going to create new products and we're going to launch them in in days, not weeks or months. And that that's the other piece that I'm seeing really good. And I'm I'm advising everybody. You know, it doesn't really matter what your business model is. There's another way of doing it. If you've got a business which is fully um, offline, there are ways of doing things online. It just may not feel like it's the same thing. If you've got a, let's say you've got an education business and you've got these big programs that cost thousands of pounds, do smaller ones for tens of pounds or hundreds of pounds. You know, offer less, but, but, but focus them so they're providing more. And so I'm seeing that sort of thing happen. And that's, and that's where I, you know, Everyone I, I, I speak to, I, I, I sort of push in this direction. Get your cash sorted, right? Get that off your head. Once that's away, right, you're not going to you know, be struggling back to the survival. Now, now get innovative. Start working on, you know, on your business in a way that you may not have had time to do previously. Yeah, totally agree. And I don't think you should just immediately jump into online because everybody's jumping to online. If you can execute it really well, fantastic. Um, if you've got great quality, but if you're just trying to bang something out there to to, to, to try and cap, because everybody else is doing that, I think you could so easily have wasted time and be lost in the noise. Yeah, you've got to, and also I don't like, you know, this is this is the other thing. I'm, I'm not a uh, an advocate of profiteering um, at people's expense. And I have seen some examples, um, and I won't name names, it's not appropriate to do so on, these, on the podcast, but um, I've seen some really appalling sales strategies. You know, people saying, listen, if you don't spend your, you know, your retirement money now, you might lose it, you know, on, on really? various products and services. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, you know, one of the things people say to me, how do you sell in challenging times? And, I, and I'm saying, this is polarizing, I say, you don't sell. Stop it. Don't sell. Mm-hmm. You serve, you create value, you invest in yourself and your team. And you build brand equity by doing that. Yeah. And eventually, I'm, I'm using the term the slingshot. Because yes. I've seen this happen before. There's going to be, like, you know, my wife's in the travel industry. You know, I can tell you what, as soon as the travel bans lift and, and people have got cash again, they're going to want to travel. That's for sure. Blow <laughs> me over here. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone's saying that. They're going to want to break, right? But the same thing, if your business goes off track, right, and you've got a vision, you know where you want to be, and all of a sudden you're off track, what's happened? I can tell you what's going to happen because I'm feeling it. I'm going to want to get back on track. 
So I'm going to want to exploit that. Now, the, the hard piece, the bit that people have to get in their heads is you can still stay on track now. You're just not going to see the results of the effort you put in today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but I know you know a lot of people out there will go, oh, it's, I, I, I can see momentum, I can see stuff, blah, 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 now I want to do it. And so the, uh, the brand equity, the, the help that you provide now is going to pay back certainly when those things start to lift and shift. Oh, for sure. I'd be interested in your take because a lot of people are commenting about this is the new norm that you're going to see a lot more remote working. You're going to see uh, a lot less people commuting and uh, what they realize now, how much more productive they can be at home. I'm not so sure. I'm sure there's a population out there, people that's like, get me out of the house. I want to go back and be in an environment that work, <laughs> that I can collaborate, I can vibe. And um, you know, for me, I'm usually away for three days a week. Uh, and so I'm finding quite a shock to the system with two young children that are of such an age distance that neither want to do what the others are doing. So I'm finding it having the opposite effect on my productivity. So I'm quite looking forward to breaking free of the four walls. So um, I'd love your I'd love your take around um uh, this is going to be the new norm. I think, so I, sure. listen, I, the, trend, the trend line of, of, of kind of more remote activity and more kind of online and digital, digitally enabled um, connection <clears throat> has, been, has been compounding anyway over years. Sure. So, so this, this is accelerating where it's going to go. Now, I, I agree with you. The idea of human connection and office and all that sort of thing, that will still be around the place, but it's been changing anyway. And I remember when I worked with some of the private equity firms, one of the first things we look at when we're thinking about restructuring your business is we look at the ability for remote working simply because rents and rates and things like that is still a huge cost. So, so I think in many ways, I, I think it will obviously go back. You know, people, it's not like all the office space in central London or New York is going <laughs> to you know, just go. But I do think what this proves is that if pushed into a corner, you can still be productive without having to be in a, in a, in a kind of physical environment. Um, and there's a, there was a report by Deloitte, it's a number of years old now, I think it's called Workforce 2025 or 2030, I can't remember the exact date, but it was saying that half the people that your business rely on at that date won't be employed by you anymore. And so it brings up another point here, which is, yeah, I think the idea of being remote will, will increase, but, but you know, obviously not fundamentally change straight away. But I do think people are questioning now, what is employment? Yes. Because it takes yeah, us yeah. to a slightly different point. I've had three really good mates lose their jobs in the last two weeks. Now, yeah. they happen to be in financial services. Yep. And this is not the first time this has happened in the last five years, by the way. Of course. Yeah. So there's a real question mark around how do you now start to create value? I know we're pivoting away from your question, but I'm looking at this in kind of interesting ways. So the idea of remote, freelance, personal brands, you, who you are, the value that you can individually create. I think people are going to start to look at that now again through this this quite challenging time as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then that they can execute that you know through through working remotely, and you'll get more teams with uh, collaborating, won't you, on, um, on on projects with with freelancers, and people will just develop a client base and um, their own income streams. Yeah, but I'm interested in your point though. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I'm homeschooling at the moment too, and it's like, ah. <laughs> but. Um, I don't. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it will go back to how it was? Uh, no, I think I think there's some roles where people will know. Hold on, they can be effective from home. It's a better fit for the individual's lifestyle without the commute. So I think there will be more home working. But I, I don't think you can replace people getting into a room together, riffing off each other, creating and collaborating to come up with a new business adventure and idea. You know, 
we're tribal creatures. We connect with others. We're, um, we need that. You know, will conferences bounce back? Probably not, but we'll want them back, you know, certainly into 2021. Um, we, we need to get out and communicate and make friends and socialise. And I, and, and I think Zoom and other tools are phenomenal, but there's nothing that replaces being in the room and really getting that connection. No, it's funny. Um, I do a lot of stuff out of um, uh, West Coast America and San Francisco and tech businesses. And um, they've, they've got a kind of got an interesting philosophy. So IBM were one of the first people to kind of have this idea that you only go to work one day a week. Um, right. a while back, not not across all divisions, but they um, they were doing that. So there was one day of connection. The rest of the time, you were just self sufficient, whatever that meant. And then, if you look at kind of what Google's currently doing with their campuses, they're still they're still treating the campuses and those sort of areas as a, as a place of you know massive connection and in some case fun and and all that sort of stuff. And they make it a great environment to be in, but they still have um, this this push towards being remote as well. And there's a lot of tech businesses have the flexibility of it. So I think what will change is you, you know, you have to be at work five days a week and you have to be at your desk, you know, nine till six. I think that's definitely changing because, you know, you don't need to do that to be productive. And now that's the bit that I think will probably not go back to how it was. So certainly with more progressive businesses. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then I think you'll get uh, happier members of the team because you've given them that flexibility and everybody has, uh, different circadian rhythms so some people switch on better in the morning or in the evening so I think with that flexibility and I think the focus should go to where it always ever should have been on output rather than t- time you know expended Absolutely. yeah yeah productivity you know results and outcomes so you know we've we've through our conversation we've we've covered a, a, a number of points we're not we didn't sort of say explicitly check your marketing but that was another one of my eight points and we talked about that your marketing has to be a match to where your customer is at the right now, at right now, and we were obviously talking about instead of selling, make sure you're serving and building brand equity right now. So you know those the seven points through our conversation, sorry, the eight points make part through our conversation. We've nicely kind of covered that I've put together in a guide, keep your boat afloat, the business survival guide for COVID nineteen times. So look after your employees. Number one, cash strategies. Number two, number three, being ascertain supply. Four, talk to your customers. Five, pivot and adapt. Six, check your marketing. Seven, community. And eight, mindset. Perfect. Well, we'll put a, um, a link into our joint podcast of the PDF as well so people can have a look at that. Um, as I said, I've got a program coming out in the next few weeks, which is going to be a class on some of the same concepts, similar sort of thing. Um, so, you know, helping people to survive and thrive through this just with some practical things. Um, obviously, you've got that. You've also got a book coming out soon too, Gavin. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. In actual fact, <laughs> the, the, the title was uh, coined a year ago with uh, a brainstorming session with my wife. So January last year, when everybody was in the midst of Brexit and et cetera, and the worries and the et cetera about that, we came up with the title Survive and Thrive. So two parts, you know, the first part is about what do you need to do if you're in survival mode and then how do you thrive? So um, we're going through the typesetting stage at the moment, the editing's done. So it's Survive and Thrive in Business. Been looking right. at a couple of different publication models, but it's um, imminent now. You were, ahead of, you were ahead of your time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> either that or I was late and I were on the next one round you know what though but it does, it's funny though even though obviously it's polarised sorry it's, it's focused right now um, because of what's going on but it's the same you know everyone's you know even before they were going through this kind of macro thing you know you f- first survive then thrive is, is still the concept I think that people kind of need to get their heads around so, so yeah, it's a for sure. very apt timing <laughs> sure. good well listen um, a pleasure as always doing a joint podcast with you Gavin um 
And, you know, and, it's, and, you know, I always, I always go away with the sense of, you know, there's a lot of commonality between how we think about these things. And hopefully today our listeners have got a lot of value um, in the same way that they did from our 2020 planning. <laughs> Because, <laughs> as we were saying, it's one of our, our, our most popular episodes each, isn't it? Well, it is. It's the second most downloaded episode for the Business Mastermind podcast. And yeah. I know it did very well on the, on the Scale Up Your Business yeah, podcast Yeah, it's only top five. And, and I, again, I think, you know, if you go back and listen, the, the points are still relevant. But I think even now, the stuff we've spoken about today, if people want to take some things away and literally put them into practice straight away, they're going to get some, some results, some good results, considering uh, the amount of uncertainty that's out there. So, yes. Brilliant. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, thank you very much, Kevin. We're done. Great. All right, that was good, mate.